You are listening to The Beckett Cook Show with your host, Beckett Cook. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. To help support the podcast, visit patreon.com slash the Beckett Cook Show. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a five-star rating. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Happy New Year. I hope you had a great Christmas and a great New Year's Eve. And 2021 was kind of crazy. <laughs> and I, I hope 2022 is is better. But uh, today, I want to, before I get into the topic today, I just want to remind you that we're on Patreon now and there's a link below you can subscribe to and it's very helpful to the show. Thank you all for subscribing and being patrons. I appreciate it. Um, but today I want to talk about Colton Underwood. He is he was a, on The Bachelor. I've, I've never seen The Bachelor, but I, of course, have heard of it. And I heard about Colton Underwood coming out as gay. And... I, of course, the New York Times did a, an article on it and, you know, gleefully did this article on it. And they were so excited to talk, talk about this. So I want to first look at the article from the, the Times, but then I want to look at the Netflix series that he's on right now. It's a six part documentary series about him coming out to everyone. And, and there's a particular episode, uh, episode number four, that is there, there's some things that are said that are so shocking and so bizarre. I, I will get to that later, but I actually had to subscribe to Netflix because I, cause I got so many messages from people asking to talk about this subject of Colton Underwood. And so I subscribed to Netflix to watch. I could only watch a couple episodes cause they were too disturbing, but I watched episode number one and episode number four and we're going to get to that later because there's some major crazy bizarre things that are said in those episodes and that especially episode 4 but first let's take a look at this article in the new york times which is written by eric pipenberg and it's all about the show that colton underwood is doing and how he's coming out and it's, it begins by saying, in April, in an emotional interview on Good Morning America, the former NFL linebacker, Colton Underwood, who made hearts flutter two years ago as the virginal leading man on ABC's aggressively heterosexual hit dating franchise, The Bachelor, said the no-going-back no words, I'm gay. And so... First, we just immediately, he says, the, the writer says that he's a virginal leading man. And so there's this like mocking tone, you know, he's basically mocking him for being, quote, virginal, which, of course, the New York Times is going to do. And, you know, and that's what our culture does. It's like if you're a virgin, if you're chaste before you're married, you're seen as some kind of, you know, alien, or some kind of bizarre person. And of course that's the the narrative here and and then he he says he calls the bachelor abc's aggressively 
heterosexual dating franchise. And again, it's just like bashing God's ordained sexual ethic of man and woman in a covenant of life for marriage, uh, in a marriage covenant for life. And he's mocking heterosexuality, basically. He's calling the show aggressively heterosexual. It's like, well, yeah, there's like every other show on Netflix is aggressively homosexual. So anyway, that's that's a red flag number two. And then he goes on to say, Underwood, Colton Underwood, 29 years old, brawls with contradictions. He's a Christian who refuses to believe in the version of God he learned about as a Catholic altar boy. And by the way, there are no versions of God. There's only one God and one version of God. And that's the biblical version. And he, God discloses himself through his word, through the Bible. He discloses who he is in the Bible. And so there's only one, there's no, there's not multiple choice versions of God. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people in our culture, obviously even Christians create God in their own image. So they create a God, they make God into some, some, someone who accepts everything about them, no matter what, unconditionally. So we'll get to that in a minute because it's, it's crazy. But, and then it says he has Colton Underwood has a boyfriend and is also attracted to women, but is not bisexual. His grinder tribes, grinder is the gay men's sex app. So he says his grinder tribes would probably be quote, clean cut and rugged. So that's what he's saying his like his profile on grinder would be like clean cut and rugged it's just like the sec- the the just sexuality the obsession with sexuality is so insane so and then he goes on to say the the reality tv series coming out it's called coming out colton is a sec- six episode docu series on netflix that arrives in december it's already out, obviously. Um, and then he says, Underwood reveals his sexual orientation to unsuspecting family members, friends, and others, and gets a crash course in gay. So we'll get to that in a minute, because he, he gets kind of a, the gay men around him teach him how to be gay, basically, which is just crazy. Um, Underwood hopes the show helps people see how coming out can be a gift. So, you know, obviously Netflix is going to pick up on this show, pick up anything that that promotes LGBTQ issues, anything that celebrates and elevates homosexual behavior. Of course, Netflix is going to latch onto and create a series about, you know, they would never create a series about my story, <laughs> how God redeemed me out of a homosexual life you know they they would never ever do that uh you know who knows maybe i don't know it would be interesting if they did um they've done a couple other things but they haven't been they haven't been clear on this issue but um and colton says in this article he says quote i've lived my life so publicly straight and i ran from a community i've belonged to my entire life 
he said over breakfast at Hugo's, a diner on Santa Monica Boulevard. Hugo's is, I used to go there all the time. It's right up the street. I used to go there all the time in the 90s. It's kind of like a, it's right in the heart of West Hollywood. And it's basically almost like a gay restaurant, essentially a gay diner. And I used to go there all the time. Uh, don't go there anymore. And then he goes on to say, Underwood gets an assist on the series from his friend Gus Kentworthy. And Gus Kentworthy is a skier and an Olympian who came out as gay in 2015. Compared to Underwood, Kentworthy is a gay sage, he says. He teaches Underwood what cisgender means. Quote, cis means that your gender that you identify with is the same as the gender you were assigned at birth. So his friend Gus is teaching him kind of all the ropes about how to be gay, how to be, how to be politically correct, how to, you know, talk about gender and that he's cisgender or whatever. Um, and he also sits with Colton for a history lesson at the Stonewall Inn. And remember the Stonewall Inn is a historical gay bar in New York city in the West village, which I've been to, I been to a number of times back in the day and Stonewall Inn was where the gay movement began because of the riots the, they were raided in 1969 in June of 1969. And, uh, and that's where the gay movement began. And that's why gay pride is in the month of June, which I've talked about before. Um, and Colton is an executive producer on the series and he knows he has privilege and a platform, which is why he said he sought counsel from people who aren't white, gay, cisgender men, including Nicole Garcia, a transgender Latina pastor. There's no such thing as a, as a transgender pastor. Um, that's just a new age cult. So, which we're going to get into in a, in a little bit, but in an email, Garcia said Underwood could be a role model, especially to let young athletes know that they can be male, athletic, gay, and be successful, loved, and respected. So this this transgender pastor is excited that Colton is coming out because he can be a great role model. So that's exciting. And, um, and then it goes on. To say at the end of the article, it says um, the the interviewer asked Colton, the the writer asked Colton, you know, what comes next? What's next in your life after this Netflix series? And Colton responds, and he says, you know, I'm not sure, but he he ends with this quote: "If it does not make me happy and it does not fulfill me, I don't want anything to do with it." So that's you know that's the culture we live in. We live in this therapeutic age where it's all about, it's this severe expression, uh, expressive individualism. And if you're not being true to yourself, then, then you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, and I always say, you know, I don't ever want to be true to myself. I want to be true to God. I want to be true to God's word. Um, not to myself. Okay. So now to this, to the Netflix series, to the show. Um, first, there are so many things that go on, but his, he has a, a gay Christian friend, which there's no such thing as you can't be 
gay and Christian, which I talk about in my book. And I, I go through all the, the details of that, but he, he has a gay Christian friend and his friend tells him, Jesus loves you no matter what. And, you know, that's, that's kind of become sort of an understanding, even in, in evangelical circles that God's love is unconditional or, you know, it's, it's following Jesus is unconditional. And it's like, have you read the Bible? Jesus, uh, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, so there's already an, if there's a conditional statement, if then, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny your, then you have to deny yourself and take up your cross. So following Jesus is very much conditional. It's not unconditional. And that's what we, even in, in, in Christian churches, people are starting to believe that. Um, it's, it's, uh, so yeah, Jesus is very clear about that. And, and so his, so his friend, again, he says, Jesus loves you no matter what. Well, I just want to read a few verses from first John and Hebrews In first John, it says, if we say we have fellowship with God while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. He goes on in chapter three to say, no one who abides in Jesus and Christ keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. So again, this is just completely obliterating this argument by this guy, by his gay friend. And then he says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. And then the last thing I'll say in first John, he says, no one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. So it's very clear that you just, you can't just keep on sinning. Uh, it's in, in a homosexual behavior is a sin. Like we, we have to agree on that. And, uh, I have episodes on that uh, where I go through the Bible and look through the Bible exegetically. Uh, I think I have two episodes on homosexuality in the Bible, so you can check those out. But it's very clear. It's it's just so abundantly clear that the what the Bible has to say about homosexual behavior. It's sinful, and that's that's just it. It's that's the bottom line. Um, but you can look at those episodes if you want. And then in Hebrews it says. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. So that's pretty scary. And there are so many other verses in the Bible that and when Paul's letters, Paul's epistles, he talks about there's so many warnings to Christians like be careful, do not be deceived etc cetera, etc cetera, which we'll get to a few more in a minute uh so anyway that that argument is obliterated so and you know i say this all the time i talked about this in my book faith and obedience are two sides of the same coin uh that's it's just like james said faith without works is dead it's like if you're if you have if you say you are following Jesus if you have faith in Christ, but your life looks nothing like a Christian, then something is wrong. There's something completely off. So 
faith and obedience are two sides of the same coin. And I just want to look at this verse in Hebrews chapter 3 that makes this point for me. Um, I think I talked about this in my book, but he, he says, the writer of Hebrews says, he, so he's talking about Israel and talking about the, the generation that died in the wilderness and why they didn't get into the promised land. And it says, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. So do you see that? He's correlating disobedience with unbelief. So again, he he says, to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter that rest because of unbelief. So unbelief and disobedience are two sides of the same coin. Obedience and belief are the two sides of the same coin. Obedience and faith. So um, his real, so he has, he was at some, at a certain point going to a legitimate evangelical Christian church in, I think in Colorado. And, um, and I'm going to refer to his pastor as legit pastor. And I'm going to refer to later another pastor that he goes to see as the gay pastor, gay pastor and legit pastor. (laughs) So let's just look at this. So his, he has a kind of a, a, you know, a meeting with his, his Christian friends from his legit church, from his, his solid church. He, you know, it's like five guys he talks to and they're, and he comes out to them and it's, it's such a shame because his friend, and I, I don't blame them, but his friends, his Christian guy friends don't really know what to say to him. I think just because they're caught off guard and they don't really know what to say, but it was kind of the, a really perfect opportunity to to talk to him about it and to 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 you know help him understand that it is a sin and that but but you know they still love him, God loves him, and and you know it's it's all about you know denying ourselves and taking up our cross, no matter what our struggle is in life no what no matter what our sin issues are it's it's not just this issue it's so many others but um and then he he there's a scene where he calls his legit pastor from this evangelical church and it's it's a it's just a phone call so you don't see the pastor but it's amazing because the pastor is totally gets the biblical sexual ethic right. He be, he believes he tells him that homosexual homosexual behavior is a sin. He's very clear with him, and he says he, he says the pastor asks him on the on this phone call. He says, "When did you become a Christian? When did Jesus become the Lord of your life?" Here's my concern. I have not heard in our discussion your conversion story to Christ, like when Jesus became the Lord of your life when the Bible became real. So he's even questioning Colton's salvation. He's like, I haven't really seen, like, what is your testimony? I don't even know what it is. And it's kind of clear in the, in the documentary when just that Colton Underwood really doesn't understand the gospel 
It's pretty clear. Um, but, but yes, but his pastor tells him point blank that homosexual behavior is a sin. He doesn't pull any punches. And then the next scene is with his non-believing, his atheist brother. Uh, he has a brother who's an atheist and his, his brother's response to that conversation with his pastor is, well, did they give you your money back? And it's like, he's talking about tithing. He's like, well, since your pastor said that homosexual behavior is a sin, he should give you your money back. It's like, what? What? <laughs> he's, his pastor is just telling the truth. And so, um, that was a weird comment by his brother. And then all of his gay friends, including Gus, react really badly to what the pastor, the, the legit pastor said. And I, when I saw their reaction to it, they were just like, oh, you know, don't believe him. That's all lies. And I just felt like there were all these like demons around Colton, just like whispering lies into his ears. And it was really, really disturbing. And they just kept telling him basically, follow your heart, be who you are, be true to yourself. You know, all the cliches of the day, the, this therapeutic age. And, you know, Colton is he's really seeking man's opinion rather than God's throughout this whole series. He's seeking man's opinion on this issue, which is always dangerous and terrible. Um, and then he goes, finally he goes to, with his friend Gus, they go to an LGBTQ church. They go to a gay church, which of course there's no such thing doesn't it's 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 literally a new age cult there's no such thing as a gay church uh it's a gay affirming church and the gay pastor enter he so there's like i don't know five kind of five other people there and the pastor the gay pastor of this church so crazy he goes around the room and introduces everyone he's like this is so and so she's um, a lesbian ordained minister, you know, this is so-and-so, this is so-and-so. And then when he, when he gets to Colton and Gus, he's like, and Colton and Gus, he goes, and Colton and Gus are trying to be the Instagram thirst traps and everyone laughs. And I kind of sort of knew what thirst trap meant. I, I wasn't sure. So I looked it up. So this is a pastor, right? A, a supposed pastor calling someone a thirst trap, which is a type of social media post intended to entice viewers sexually. It refers to a user's, quote, thirst, a colloquialism likening sexual frustration to dehydration, implying desperation. And it started, this, this kind of term, thirst trap, started in the 2010s. So can you imagine... A pastor calling you a thirst trap, basically just going immediately going to this sexual place with someone, a, a, a potential congregant. It's so bizarre. Um, and the gay pastor's response when he hears what, what Colton's legit, legit pastor said, um, of course, he's just, he rolls his eyes and, and he says, oh, so your so your pastor quoted Romans at you and i'm assuming he means Romans 1 
which, you know, obviously Romans one is, is, uh, Paul's, this is like a very strong passage on homosexual behavior. Paul says, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. Now, so the gay pastor immediately says, oh, I, I guess they, they probably, you know, talked about Romans with at you. They quoted Romans at you. And, and then he goes on to say, oh, well, that's a familiar tune. And then the gay pastor starts talking about Romans chapter six in the most, this is the, okay, this is the part that's really insane. <laughs> this is the part that's so bizarre. He says, quote, Romans six gets batted around by my peers and colleagues. Romans six is the verse that says, quote, the wages of sin is death. And then he says, if you go back to the old Testament and then at the very end of East Easter morning, Jesus says, it is finished. So already this is like, none of this kind of makes sense. If you go back to the Old Testament and then to Easter morning. So he says, if you go back to the Old Testament and then at the very end at Easter morning, Jesus says, it is finished, which actually better translated is, quote, it is paid in full. So if you think about the wages of sin being paid in full, by Christ, Christ has taken care of those for us. This is the gay pastor talking. So, and this is what he says. That's so crazy. So my belief is that sin no longer exists, period. Okay, I'm going to repeat that because it's so crazy. This gay pastor tells Colton that when Jesus said it is finished, what it means is that sin no longer exists, period. Um, that is the craziest statement I've ever heard in my life. So I guess there's no more crime, no more war, no murder, no theft, no greed, no hate, no adultery, no sexual sin. Like all sin is gone, right? Like we live in a sinless world. Of course, that is coming when Christ returns in the new heavens, the new earth, there will be no sin. And not only that, there will be no opportunity to sin. In the garden, with Adam and Eve, there was an opportunity to sin. But in the new heavens and new earth, there will not be an opportunity to sin. So we will live in a sinless world for all of eternity, if you're a Christian, if you're in Christ. So the the gay pastor continues. And he says, so we've overcome sin. We have been given this grace of forgiveness, and now it is our responsibility to live into that grace. And instead of trying to live for redemption, we have to live because we are redeemed. So that that's why most of us are here. Most of us operate in the world as a radiation a radiation. Most of us operate in the world as a radiation of already being redeemed and not having to prove to any pastor or to any group of people who we are or what our value is. So again, this is gibberish, makes no sense. He's basically, it's, it's, it's all very new age, new age speak. This is all new agey talk. 
we we're just live in this world as a radiation and we don't have to prove to any pastor or group of people who we are or what our value is. Like it, it's just, it's there. It's so unbiblical. It's, I don't even know what it is. It's just not a complete nonsense. And then Colton responds by saying, well, that was one of the questions with my other pastor. I said, am I a sin? Is the makings of me as a human being a sin? Because I do believe that this is not a choice. And again, the desire, like for me, when, you know, I, had the desire growing up and I discovered, I realized that I had a a desire for the same sex. That was not a choice, but to act on it is a choice. And so, um, but he says, I do believe that this is not a choice. And, and then he says, I follow. And then he's telling this, the gay pastor, this, he, that I followed it up with, you believe Jesus Christ doesn't make mistakes. And I'm sitting here telling you I was made this way. And again, I talk about this all the time. It's a moot point, whether you're born gay or not, no one really knows. No scientist knows you could, it could be, you could be born gay. It could be hormonal. It could be genetic or it's, it's, it could be environmental. It could be all these factors. But it's, again, it's a moot point because we're all born with innate sinful impulses. But that doesn't mean we are to act on those sinful impulses. We're all born in original. We're all born in sin. We're conceived in sin. And so, again, I talk about this all the time. That's why there's all kinds of issues, birth defects, and people are born with propensities for all, for alcohol, for all kinds of things, for all kinds of sinful things. And, um... And so he goes on to say, I've known since I was young, I was literally wired and born into this. Again, that may be true. You may be wired and born gay. It could, that could be true. But again, you need to be born again. And even if you have, even if you were born gay, it doesn't mean it's not sinful to act on it. Uh, And so he says, he goes on to say, and I obviously respect my old pastor and his studies and what he brings to the table. And it's the reason why I'm sort of having a hard time right now trying to figure out all of this is because I do so, so much have a place in my heart that I love and appreciate about my former church. So you can see Colton is actually through the series. He even he's struggling, he's struggling to figure this out. And I think, um, I think that he still is because, uh, someone sent me like an Instagram thing post that he did. And I, I'm pretty sure I, I think he's getting a lot of, uh, kind of advice from Christians and he posted several of the, the quotes from people. And so I think he's still really struggling with this whole thing and which I want to get to later. Um, but then the gay pastor responds and he says, I want you to walk away from today feeling that you're released from the conditions. And again, it's that, that false kind of unconditional, everything's unconditional. No, it's, he says, so he wants him to be released from any conditions. 
So just basically do whatever you want, be who you are, you be you, live your truth. God's still going to love you. You're still going to spend eternity with him. Lies, 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 all lies. Um, so yeah. And then I just want to remind you of first Corinthians six, when Paul says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Now, some of you might say, well, what about drunkards and the greedy and thieves? And what about them? Well, again, I talk about this all the time. Homosexual Homosexuality has become such a powerful identity now in our culture that it's there's gay pride parades, but not drunkard pride parades or swindler pride parades or thief, thief pride parades. So that's how it's different. And with these other sins that Paul lists, you know, as a, as a believer, we repent of those sins because we know they're wrong. But if you believe that homosexual behavior is righteous and good and even holy, you'll never repent of it. And if without repentance, there's no salvation. So it's such a dangerous, dangerous game to be playing. And the gay pastor ends with this. He says, Colton, for your sake, I just want you to hear that you are loved. You are accepted fully, regardless of who you are, how you are, and what you want. Again, just lies, lies, lies. And after this whole exchange, after this whole kind of meeting with the, the gay pastor, the next scene is Colton doing a confessional, like in front of the camera, just one-on-one. -on -one. And he says, this is what Colton says after that meeting. He says, my relationship with God is between him and me. My faith in God is between him and me. I guess if anyone is wondering, can you be gay and Christian? The answer is yes. You can be whatever you want to be, and God's still going to love you. I genuine, genuinely believe I'm on the right path now. Of course, that sounds so scripted and it sounds like the Netflix producers just fed him that. They're like, okay, now say this. <laughs> you know, they did that. Like that, they do that all the time on these reality shows. They're like, okay, now just say you can be gay and Christian. And so he, you could tell Colton didn't even really believe what he was saying. And I just want to quote Second Timothy, Paul says, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching Hello, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers like this gay pastor to suit their own passions, homosexual behavior, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. So there's so many warning. Again, there's so many warnings in, in the new Testament and about this. And, and again, as I said, faith and obedience are two sides of the same coin. And, you know, when I first got saved 12 years ago, I, 
I, after, I don't know, after I had never heard of gay churches, I didn't even know they existed. I didn't know what they were. And, um, and I started to hear about them and there, I, there's one in Pasadena. I don't know if it's still there. It's called all souls. I think it's called all souls. So I was curious. I'm like, what do they even talk about at these churches? I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, what, what are they, what are they missing? Cause they're, they're missing the, the Bible. <laughs> and so I listened to two sermons from this gay church in Pasadena. I listened to them online and I was stunned. I was completely floored by them. I was like, the, the sermons were, were so, uh, there was nothing biblical about them. Like absolutely nothing. And it was all about you are light and God lives in you and your light and the, and it, it was just all this. It's all new age. It's all like new age. It's a new age cult, as I said, and none of it is biblically based. None of it is, um, there, there was no gospel. Like I, there was no talk about sin. There was no talk about the gospel at all in these sermons. And, uh, so yeah, it's if you ever want to, because I always wondered, you know, what do these churches talk about? And if if you ever are curious about kind of these gay affirming churches and like, you know, because so many churches are becoming gay affirming, just listen to some of their sermons. You'll be blown away at how upside down they are. And, you know, I just want to and with number one with the gospel the gospel is very clear and it's good news because there's nothing you can do to merit salvation all you basically all you do is just trust put your faith in christ put your trust in him as your lord and savior and so i just want to pray i i think right now i i think this show has i don't know 30 I don't even know the 37, 38,000 subscribers, which is so amazing. And it's such a blessing. Thank you guys for, for subscribing. And it's just amazing. It's only been a year and, but there's 30, let's say 38,000 of you guys listening right now, please, please pray for Colton Underwood because there is a battle going on right now for his soul. And the the all of the gay people in his life are pulling him one way satan is pulling him one way but we need god <laughs> to pull him to the truth to pull him to himself and so please pray for for colton underwood it would be such a great you know just amazing story it would be it'd be a, an amazing end to this whole story if he becomes a christian and so really submits to the word of God and surrenders his life to Jesus. That would be such a, an amazing story. So thank you guys for watching and ha again, happy new year. And I will see you next week on the Becca cook show. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beckett cook show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com.
Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.